Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Welcome to the podcast. It is the Riot Podcast, and it is a special day today because mm-hmm. it's International Podcast Day. Yay! Thank you guys Woo. for being a part of our Riot Podcast. Uh, some of you maybe are newer, but others have been with us for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So there's no incentives for today, <laughs> but we want to thank you. Really, really thank you for listening to our podcast. Yeah, so maybe in honor of International Podcast Day, leave a really nice review and... I would that's say so, that's selfish. I was to say what? it's international podcast day, so why don't you guys do something for us? What better way to say thank? Well, if it no, it's a day for you to celebrate that we have a podcast no, for you to listen to. No, it's a day to. for us to celebrate all of our podcast well, listeners. I was so you guys can have the episode for free mean? today. I was, think, I was thinking, I was going to say we can't do it without you as the listener, but. We can. We're already doing the show anyways. It costs us nothing to post this. It does. We are already doing the show. Do you show. know the streaming increase that we have? <laughs> that It does cost us. Hey, I, I had to put it together every day. Yeah. So yeah. listen, yeah. It, costs, it, costs, it costs you guys Isaiah. me here. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not in maybe even money, but just our health. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Mm. Thank you for putting it on. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Thank everybody. <laughs> well, what's in this special podcast today? So today we talk about a certain female who is famous who eats salt on toast. Is that what it was? Just yep. salt. Just salt on toast. Salt no on butter. That's her, no, no butter, nothing. no nothing. That's her like comfort food. Yeah. That's comfort what, when food. She, that's when she that's wants the forbidden to, food. When she wants to get crazy. She wants to get bad. Yeah. When that's she's she like, does. I'm just going to throw caution to the wind. Uh, forget about my diet. I'm, I'm just, I just need to do something that feels good. Salt on whole grain toast. It's even the whole grain toast. Yeah, I know, right. whole grain. Uh, uh, I hate whole grain. You know uh. that's the bread that has the seeds in it. You've yeah. never had it. I've had whole uh, grain yeah, because I went here. to my grandmother's house, uh, and that's all she had to offer. The, and know, so I ate it. One of the worst things that ever happened to me was I was at a friend's house, and his mom was like, who wants grilled cheese? And of course you want grilled oh, cheese. Geez. Make the grilled cheese, and you know, it's toasted up. You couldn't even tell. You bite in. And then you realize it was whole grain. Oh. That was the worst. Is that yep. one of the worst things that's that ever happened to wor- you? Husband? I lived a charmed life. Oh, I've never God. been down so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Um, so we talk about that. We also talk about how uh, Dollar Tree is raising their prices from a dollar, which was uh, made some people upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a nicer treat. But not now. Isaiah. No. no. <laughs> Isaiah is surprisingly fine with it, but. Other people, including me, will not have it. Well, he's fine with it because he's not going. Yeah, yeah. I know. Which they is surprising. can do whatever they want inside there. I'll, the only thing I will get at Dollar Tree is if I need candy, then like I will go get. But candy what if the candy's there. now a dollar fifty instead of a dollar? Then I'll be upset. Yeah. I will, if the candy goes from a dollar to a dollar fifty, I will be upset because it's so nice to be able to get like six bags of candy. Yeah, for it to be like six dollars. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been to 
the Dollar Tree and you'll see the person in line in front of you because I don't usually do this, but the person in front of me will have the like movie style candy. You can tell it's like they're having movie night. Oh yeah, yeah. And the cashier will ask them about. It you can totally is. tell. That's <laughs> if it wasn't for uh, movie night, uh, Dollar Tree might not be in business. But there's some details on the increase and why. Yeah, we talked about that, and then we wrapped up the show by talking about Fat Bear Week. Woo! Oh yeah, which doesn't even sound like a real thing. It is. It's it doesn't been even sound real. You get Fat to, bear week? Yeah, you get to judge. Uh, they have these bears. Uh, they're real bears. Mm-hmm. And you get to decide which one's the fattest. You get to see what they were like summer weight. And now that they're gaining weight for the winter, <laughs> you get mm-hmm. to see which one do you think you vote bracket style on like who's the fattest. I think we should have, what if we have skinny human week? Skinny human, human week. <laughs> where we see who Humans has made the like, best so transformation. Skinny? Yeah, <laughs> right. You see who's made the best trans. I guess that's just the biggest loser, isn't it? Yeah. yeah we already have it. We yeah. already have yeah. it. And we don't want to touch that. So no. bears, it's okay to talk about their weight. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, they don't have feelings. So <laughs> no. <it's fine. laughs> they eat their feelings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they get to sleep through all of the judgment. Oh anyway, my gosh, so. actually when you think about it, they live a charmed life. They don't do. they? Isn't it so nice? They sleep gosh. just any animal they get to just sleep. Oh, I think yeah. that every day about my dog. I'm like, you know what's so nice? When I leave here, you just lay here all yeah. day. <laughs> I'm like, we can switch for like a day. It'd be incredible. Yeah. Mm. Well, enjoy the podcast again, International Podcast Day. Thank you guys for listening. Say hi, 877-2-RADIO-U or Radio U Riot on Facebook. You can always message us there. But thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. The Riot Podcast. Radio U. Now, this might be it. This might be the story that convinces just one more person to get vaccinated against COVID-19 because there's a new potential uh, related uh, syndrome you could wind up getting if you get COVID-19. Okay. Uh, oh, so wait. So if you get the vaccine or if you get COVID? If you, get the, if you actually get the disease. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. Restless. Okay. All leg syndrome? No, worse. No? <laughs> Anal syndrome. Not comfortable with any of that. No, not comfortable with any of that. All right. Well, we'll just check that off. That You said enough. I don't need to hear any more. Yep. yep. All nope. right. Thank you. Se- Done. <laughs> what? It's a 77-year-old man. Oh, I don't even want to know what that is. I'm and what's, what's sad is, what's sad is he had, he got COVID-19, but it wasn't even a bad case of it. You mm. know, like for 77 years old, I don't think he was vaccinated and then he gets uh, he gets the virus. It wasn't a bad case. Sure. Oh, but so, then he had a long-term so, thing after. Yes, a related issue they think was set off by getting COVID-19 is the first ever case ever yeah. of restless. <laughs> you want me to say something else? <laughs> We already heard it one time. We're like, what is it? I just tuned in. Don't need to hear it. La, 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 la. It says that he had, I mean, it's similar to restless leg syndrome where uh, he had an essential urge to move caused by deep discomfort in in his Got it. Got it. Yep. Okay. Thank you so much. Man, that would be... Talk about you just got through a fight yeah. and you're, you yes. you came out and you were like, great. You know, you survived that. Yeah. But then you have you this. You thought the worst was behind you. Now and the, it turns no, out the worst was in your behind. Don't even say that. <laughs> I don't even want to know these things. Then you think about, I don't want to think about this. You, you're, you start to think, do I have it? No. Is that no. why I have to get up and stretch every so often? <laughs> I have the essential urge to move? <laughs> 
I don't want to hear any more about it. Uh, he, his family and him have no history of like restless leg syndrome because yeah, uh-huh. they do say this is kind of a, I don't know, next part to it's that related. or something. It's, it's just related. further up the body for some reason. Wow, that is bad. You know what, what makes it worse is that he could, you know, you know how he could treat the situation. So, what would make it better? What would make it better? Exercise. Oh, is that? Ah! Oh, there it is. There, that's the topper right there. Yes, that's the it, icing on the cake. Your butt hurts, and the only and way to help they tell you is that, by exercising. Or they would tell you to get more sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. one of the two things. Uh, I would, I would ap- appreciate if that's what they told me to get more sleep. Wow, then I'd be I, like, sorry, I have. I guess I wouldn't want to tell anyone. I have a condition. I cannot reveal what it is. I have heard of restless leg syndrome. Like yeah. it, it seems like it's awful if you have it. Uh-huh. So I, I know we're teasing, but like even if you have the the other leg one, version. the the bottom version, yeah. like it must not be good. No, but we 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 hardly even know. We're just scraping the surface because this is the first person to ever have it. So if you don't want to become the second, I, I don't want to. Guess what? I'm going to close out, uh, and we're never talking. You're not about thinking that about again. this again. Never. No. I'm going to get up. I'm going to leave the room for a moment. I think, and I'm going to go get some water. You know what we need to do? <laughs> we need I'll to have uh, a race for the cure for this. Nope. We no need way. to have a fun run or a walk. <laughs> no, no, no. Walk no. against restless anal syndrome. Listen, Lecrae's all ready to go. It's yeah. his new song, Hole Up Weight. All right. uh, I'm sorry, been- Lecrae, that. Hudson, sorry. Uh, that this is what is uh, bordering, <laughs> lining up against what your song is. All right. It's great. <laughs> it's- Everything you love about the riot, plus a handy dandy fast forward option. This is the worst of the riot podcast. You know, it's already almost the holidays. We're getting ready. If you want to think about that. Uh, in fact, Canadian Thanksgiving is only a couple weeks away. So, what better way to celebrate? Canadian Thanksgiving than with a Cajun turkey from Popeye's. It always threw us off for our Canadian bands who would be like, yeah, we're celebrating. We can't do anything right now. Uh, and you're like, what do you mean? It's not Thanksgiving. <laughs> but it is the Canadian Thanksgiving. But I don't think Popeye's is doing this in Canada. This is here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Actually, you know what? It wouldn't even be in time for Canadian Thanksgiving because that's coming up sooner than you think. October mm-hmm. 11th. It's the same day as Columbus Day. But uh, in the U.S., Popeyes will be bringing back their Cajun turkey that you can have for the holidays, and that begins on October 18th, I believe. I saw that somewhere. It's a pre-cooked frozen turkey, and you get the meal, so if you're like, but mom won't make Thanksgiving, (laughs) (laughs) and they're not doing that, and they Mm -hmm. haven't invited you home, or they're not paying for your way home, uh, then you can maybe. Get this giant turkey from Popeye's. Yeah, and uh, okay, so pre-orders start October 18th, so yeah. that means you're, you're planning ahead just for only Thanksgiving. Dude, you got a For some reason, though? I thought you could like get it frozen, and then you could bring it home and no, no, no. starting October 18th and that's, just have it whenever you want. Nope, that's pre-ordering it. You call or you go to your local Popeye's, and you got to go in person <laughs> to go inside what? and order it. Can't we door dash the turkey for an extra $20? So. And let's see, I think you just pick it up then right before. For Thanksgiving, because you'll have to cook some of it. I mean, it is it is frozen at that yeah. point. Uh, I would love to do this. I just found out I am the, we are hosting Thanksgiving. Oh, you are? Yeah, but I know that. They'll want a Hudson uh, well, <laughs> made turkey. I don't think they care who makes it. I just know that a Cajun turkey is going to be too spicy for Aww. 
Wow. Like half of the attendees. So not everybody is that as adventurous. And Can you uh, deep fry it? I, I'm sure you could. I don't know. You know what? If it's frozen, you probably don't want to. You got to no, really I mean, thaw it out. Can you, for whatever oh, you make for Thanksgiving, yeah. can you deep fry a turkey? <laughs> I, if I had a deep fryer, like a one that was big enough. I just want to try one. And I every time we made one here, I was a vegan during that time. Yeah. And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> and now I really want to try one. Well, why can't Eric do it? Well, yeah, I don't give have him a project. It. I don't want to buy the stuff. Like, I, I just wanted to piggyback well, off of someone else's deep fried turkey. Yeah, but think about if you. You get, I know Eric's birthday passed, right? Yeah. So, uh, no deep, no, you couldn't get him a deep fryer he for got, his birthday. He got a Blackstone. Yeah. So that's not, not like quite. He's, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and but, I didn't see the Blackstone side, uh, like deep fryer turkey thing. Uh, yeah, that would be good if they, <laughs> if they made that. So, but if you were, if you could, you could just get it as a, a just because gift. It's like, hey, I was just thinking of, I saw this and it made me think of you. Sometimes <laughs> you Eric's, Eric's super, not aggressive is the wrong term, but like he, he's really great at that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. But he also likes to bother me sometimes, uh-huh. like just to show like he's still in control, but he likes to uh, just make it a thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think deep frying a turkey, I'll be super nervous. It would be stressful for you around the house. It would be too stressful around the house. Like if he's outside and I think he'd probably try to do a controlled fire, <laughs> like just to make me nervous. Uh, so I, I don't know if I he wouldn't ab- necessarily abide by all the precautions. Correct. He'd be like, no, I'm fine. I got it. I, I don't need to use the hose provided. I've got a different setup here. That's so. exactly what we would go to like Harbor Freight and get something <laughs> to like mod it out. But I was just wanting to try a deep fried turkey. But for this, Popeye's has their Cajun style turkey. Mm-hmm. If there's nothing else you can do for Thanksgiving. That's it really sounds great. I wish I could. I wish it was a possibility for me in my situation. Mm-hmm. I guess I could just get two turkeys. This is The Riot. Radio U. Every so often I come across a story that I just know Nikki needs to see. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. What's Have this you clicked one? on the link? Uh, let's see about the tea bags. Yeah, the tea bags. Okay, I'm clicking now. Take a look at that picture. Oh, what is that? Oh, is that a person who hoards tea bags? And it, they, oh well, it doesn't look gosh. like tea bags is their only problem, but <gasps> is it is their main problem. Oh, so you know if you make tea, there's the tea bag. Yeah, you're supposed to throw it away. Uh huh. This person but maybe just, there's maybe but, there's like ways you could save it for something. Oh no, but this, not like this. This person, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them just piled up because it they don't throw them away. From they have. They're stacked on their oven. Oh, they're on the floor, too. I would think is where the oven you would need to boil the water to make the tea. Oh, maybe I see a little. Microwave. Uh, little, uh, or uh, one of the electric kettles. A kettle, yeah. yeah. Uh, either way, on the oven, and you know, the uh, in uh, you'll have the cupboards, the cabinets above, but there's like the cutout so that it could have a, a little more space above the oven. Yeah, so, there's not supposed to be something over the oven, no. <laughs> you know, like for a fire hazard. No, yeah, right. <laughs> so it goes, uh, there should be a hood. So it goes all the way from the oven all the way up as high as it can go. That is so Stacks, bad. just tea bags on tea, used tea bags all on top of each other. And of course, they're spilling out onto the floor as well. And there's all kinds of other garbage. Apparently, it is. This is a picture from Scotland, where uh, a guy says, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, a t- it's a thing for this person, that's for sure. Well, I know someone went in uh, who was doing maintenance there and took yep. a picture of it. That is sad. I watch a lot of hoarders. Yeah. Fascinated when you see, like, that stuff. Because you always see what triggers it, and, and then just something goes wrong, and they yeah. have a thing. And the thing is what always just gets super bad. This is the person's thing. Don't you? Do you think in this house you can still actually walk? So it's it's not quite. Well, you're only hoarders. seeing this one picture. You yeah. don't know what the rest of the house. Well, looks I guess like. they had to be able to walk to get in to do the maintenance. Gosh. So maybe this is the person cleaned up so that the maintenance man could get in. Oh, that's the word. That it was. It's not even as bad as it could have been. Yeah, yeah. Julia she, says, they tidied up. They got it in order in ship shape in their eyes. That's bad. <laughs> uh, Julia says, you know, used tea bags have many uses, like putting them on your eyes will reduce puffiness. Uh, plant food, they're not meant for hoarding. If you saw the picture, Julia, it's yeah. beyond what you would even imagine. Yeah, you uh, even if you use two uh, for each eye per day. Uh, <laughs> You would, is, it would take you a long time to get through all of this. This is just someone who does not want to throw them away. They feel like they cannot throw them away. Yeah. So do you, do you, what do you think about this? If, if this is not a full on hoarders TV show mm-hmm. moment, like if this is what the house normally looks like, it's not quite there. So is that in a way worse to where um, they're only hoarding one, like one thing and they're just dirty? No, this, this is bad. This would count. You think? This would absolutely count because the smell must be bad. Like it goes oh, all the, the tea you're right. spills all down the oven. So like it's, there's stains and that'll everywhere. Stain. Oh, that'll stain. And again, is... we're not seeing pictures of the rest of the house. I bet you if there's one problem, there's more problems. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to know. Oh, this... it makes me want to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what always happens. I want to go through things. Let's throw some stuff out. It makes me want to go, uh, uh, make some tea, and I don't even drink tea, but I just want to, I don't know, I want a tea bag now. Oh my gosh, you go through the rush, you're just <laughs> yeah. going to leave it on there? Yep. <laughs> just to I see what to, it feels like. I know, just to see, like, why is this person like this, and then we have to go and help you out because it becomes your problem. Slowly and surely, the Radio U oven, it stacks up with tea bags, and uh, there's an email that gets sent out because they don't want to call me out specifically. <laughs> just in case, to yeah. everybody. <laughs> Maybe I just want to be there in the beginning when the family says, "Hey, what are we doing?" Yeah, the Before intervention. Before we got to the mountain, we think uh, we think you have a problem. Welcome to the riot, where you listen to us, and uh, that's it. It's pretty much a one-way street. The riot radio. You you know who Victoria Beckham is, right? Yes. She. Well, why don't you share? <laughs> She was, what was the group? Um, Spice Girls. Spice Girls. And uh-huh. then doesn't she do designing and stuff? She's a designer. Uh, I don't know. She was Victoria something else before she was Beckham. And that's the soccer because, guy? Because, yeah, she was or still maybe probably is because she's still got the name married to David Beckham, who sure. was a big British soccer guy. And uh, she just did an interview where she shared what her ultimate comfort food is. I'm afraid to ask what it is. It is whole grain toast uh-huh. with salt. That's it? That's it. Are we just eating it just like salt. on the toast? Yeah, just sprinkle all the salt all over the toast. Do we put butter or avocado? Nope, she hates butter. She hates butter? Hates butter, hates sauce, hates uh, marinades. Well, she first, is. I guess let's check in with Isaiah, our resident <laughs> hates everything. Yeah, I never had it, hate it. It's like, Isaiah, what do you think about toast with salt? <laughs> what do you think about that? And she says that she... Not that is her comfort food, which makes you feel bad, doesn't it? That uh, uh, like in a way, it's, it, it's gross that 
It sounds gross that you would put salt on whole grain toast. It seems like that would be... No, not if you think about it in this way, because a lot of times we have salted butter. Uh-huh. So that's probably... Oh, uh, you're right. That, it just gives that extra flavor. Yeah. It bring, well, salt brings out and enhances the flavor. Uh-huh. It's just normally it sounds depressing <laughs> if you're trying to enhance toast. Because <laughs> we would put butter or you know avocado or yeah. something on there. Uh, maybe in the UK too. I know in the US we're notorious for having like mm-hmm. di- way different bread than any other country. So maybe in the UK they just have a different the whole grain toast has something more going on with it. Maybe. And then the salt is all you need to bring it out. But it does make you feel bad because that's her comfort food. And as in uh, that's when she wants to be like naughty. She, you know, she <laughs> goes us, for the that's salt just every day. Yeah, and for <laughs> us, we're like we put we dump a pile of salt on the French fries that we deep fry, <laughs> and then we also have a burger with it, and that's our comfort food. That's why she says it's the carbohydrate that makes you feel comforted, and I love salt. That's, so she says she's probably a restaurant's worst nightmare. Yeah, because she also for like I said, she hates uh, butters, sauces, all oils. She, she just wants. Uh, steamed vegetables with balsamic vinegar, and that's I that's don't like think all we would get eats. along. I yeah. don't think we could go eat. Even, I think uh, she'd be sad about what well, we eat. Some people, when they heard this interview, they're like, are you sure? Do you have an eating disorder? You know, it's not something to make fun of, but is that, could it be qualified as that? If you're, if with that's just how restricted, you're just eating oh, toast and steamed vegetables. You're just not eating anything else. Like, why don't, where's, why don't you find some joy with, some other food that's actually good. Well, this is you know? what uh, she was saying. Everybody, if you can imagine online, had something to say about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind toast, but I'll, I'll have some other stuff on yeah. it. You know what? Posh spice? More like salty spice. <laughs> Am I right? Or toasty spice. A good one there. Yeah. That's a very good one. That was worth all the all that we just talked about just to get to that. Sometimes punchline. I'll have uh, like an evening toast uh-huh. with some butter. And I saw every... Every time I do that, I'm just like, what are we doing? We're yeah. supposed to be not, it's bedtime, and guys. Then it, and then it's like, you, then you feel bad, guilty, because you're putting too much butter on mm-hmm. it. This is the Worst of the Riot podcast. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that Tombstone Pizza is your favorite pizza. <laughs> Maybe it's that you went to Romeo's to only get a free pizza and nothing else. Maybe it's that, wrong with that you refuse to pay for appetizers on a date. Are you saying you think he's a frugal Isaiah? Yeah, it's just something about <laughs> Isaiah that makes me think he shops at Dollar Tree. And more specifically, that you were very upset when you saw this story that Dollar Tree will now be raising prices on some items so that everything is no longer $1. Have you been to a Dollar Tree? I have. Yes, I've been. (laughs) Never been. Never been. Well, I just wanted to know. I wasn't sure because I get confused. Like, there's also a Dollar General. There's like a million of them, but I have been to dollar stores. It is wrong to me that Family Dollar and Dollar General can call themselves, they can have dollar in the name. But that stuff's usually more expensive. Yes, because it's, it's not a dollar. And it hasn't been for a long time. But Dollar Tree, are you, so how heartbroken are you about this? See, I don't like to spend money on things I don't feel like they're worth spending money on, uh, um, which anything like is. A, the, like a date. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no, specifically a first date is what we were talking about. A first date. But I don't like to spend money on things I don't think is like worthy of spending money on it. Uh, like at Dollar Tree, pretty much anything they have in there is not worth more than a dollar. What? Well, are you sure? 
Yes, 100%. What do you, have you ever went to Dollar Tree yeah. and gotten something nice other than like a bag of candy? Well, Come what on. They're saying, though, is so Dollar Tree apologizes, but they say that they have to raise their prices in some of the stores. So, like in some areas, mm-hmm. it's more expensive to run the Dollar Tree than in other areas. Yep. So they promise that they're going to be fiercely protective of the promise to give great value for what you know <laughs> you spend at Dollar uh-huh. Tree. Uh, but they say regardless of the price point, it could be a dollar, dollar twenty-five, a dollar fifty. They say that the Dollar Tree or the Dollar Trees that sell Dollar Tree Plus items, uh-huh. those stores have seen a huge increase in uh, sales. Mm-hmm. That's their premium line. Oh, <laughs> so that's three dollars and five dollars. And bringing in those more expensive items yeah. has actually helped the stores do better. People are willing to pay a little bit more for those items. Yeah, I think. Uh... I, I, it hurts me that Dollar Tree is doing this, and I, it hurts me that Isaiah thinks that you can't get anything of value at Dollar Tree. <laughs> I didn't say I've anything been, of value, but I've, I said it's not worth more than a dollar to me. It's just not worth it. Yeah, but you no, you said. <laughs> you heard hey, it, right, hey, Nikki? I, what did I, what I, I say? Said, what did I say? I'm not going to get involved in this, guys, <laughs> he okay? Said, <laughs> he said, I want... I. I want to save money if I'm getting a good value for my money. Yes. Uh, like with Tombstone Pizza. <laughs> exactly. So Which is Tree, like a dollar. You don't think you're getting a value, but I disagree. You get you can get a lot of value for your dollar at Dollar Tree when the prices are a dollar. Oh, now they're going up. Oh, now that they're not, not so problems. fast, my friend. So it might not be in every Dollar Tree, they've said, but in some you will see a price increase on some items. I mean, look at this picture, Isaiah. Look at this toilet bowl cleaner. Wow. Incredible. You the value. Spend, the you value. You want to spend more than a dollar on toilet bowl cleaner that you'll, what, you'll break it out like, what, 12 times a year? <laughs> listen, listen, okay. I also says here, it says, with the above $1 price point, the company can offer new products such as more frozen meat or seasonal items. When am I ever going to go to Dollar Tree for seasonal items slash frozen meat? Well, the seasonal items means probably like... like Halloween decorations? Yeah, which... Yeah. Sure. You should not... Okay, which... we're, we're not on the same part of TikTok because... <laughs> Uh, guys, it's been very popular on TikTok. You uh-huh. go and you get meat from those places, yeah. and you cook it to see like how bad or how good it is. Uh-huh. And you go there and you buy all the cheap decorations that you can then DIY. Yeah, ah. uh, the, the decorations you can do a lot with. And uh, if you're having a party, mm-hmm. you just go. They have the dollar plates, the you dollar napkins, yes. the, the balloons. Come on, yeah, you can go to Dollar Tree and buy something that you have to fix, like a little DIY project. You know, it's a great, it's a great idea. <laughs> well, you need something to do while you're cooking the meat, so it's fun. Exactly. <laughs> we, uh, you, you are an enigma wrapped in a mystery to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you love Tombstone, but you're gonna, you're just gonna hate on Dollar I Tree. I saw that hate on Dollar Tree. I've been to Dollar Tree, and I would go again, and I would buy things there. But going into Dollar Tree and it being more than a dollar, I don't think anything there is worth I can see more than yeah, a dollar. No, I'm me. with you. Not being like a Karen, but the one thing where you go in, you just throw a fit when you're checking out because you're like, no. It's yes, a dollar ninety. What? <laughs> well, I can see you being one of those people. They should call it dollar fifty tree. Exactly. <laughs> it's Listen, it's good to just say that if if you're a part of the riot, you just kind of hate everything. All right, Apparently. we hate it. <laughs> yes, I mean, and everything is too expensive. We Precisely. all agree on that. <laughs> If you missed out on the next Riot moment when it originally aired, you don't know how lucky you are. You're listening to the Worst Riot Podcast. Uh, In the UK, they are experiencing an outbreak of toilet rats. 
Is it, are they coming out of toilets or going into toilets? Coming out of the toilet. Oh. It's not rats that are toilet trained. No. That would be. Well, no, I, I have more of a problem if the rats are coming out of the toilet yeah. than if they're like just falling in and you can flush them down. No, nope. uh, totally the opposite. They are climbing up into the toilet uh, through How the they pipe. they hold their breath for so long? They or? can hold their breath for up to three minutes. Of and toilet water? It doesn't matter what kind of water. You know, they live in the sewers, you understand. Yes, that's right. So the toilet water, (laughs) once they get up there, that's actually probably a refreshing change for them. They're like, oh, wow, it's so clean in here. Look, it's volcanic water, and it's clear. Is that sparkling? (laughs) What is that? Oh, that's awful. So yeah, they. Uh, so what happened is during the lockdowns, you know, we're still talking about this. During the lockdowns in the UK, uh, there was at businesses and stuff there was less uh, trash being thrown out. Yeah. So the rats had to get a little more aggressive to where they could find their food. So they started climbing up into the toilets at businesses that were left oh, abandoned and, and then coming out because, and then finding it yeah and because the businesses were uh empty for even longer sure it meant that the toilets weren't being flushed which meant that the water in the u-bend could actually evaporate which means that it would make it even easier for rats to get through Great. although they could already do it anyways it says that they can hold their breath for up to three minutes and tread water for three days but if a place is using the toilets more often then they're just not having the chance it's possible that uh if they started climbing up before they actually reached into the toilet if somebody's flushing it then they would get flushed down so are you saying before we use the, the toilets at our house should we flush first maybe you want to take a look <laughs> just to, just to be sure actually in this story they also say uh that you want to keep your toilet lid down just to be safe that ah. at least i mean I, if they can climb up through the toilets i feel like they could push the toilet lid up yeah but at especially least... because they're talking about rats as big as cats possibly no yeah no that's where they're exaggerating no they're, they're saying lying. They're no lying. they're saying that they have seen rats Everybody as big as cats because they're also saying that cats won't help as much because the rats are as big as the cats in some instances, so the cats aren't even going to want to deal with oh, them. My cat can't do anything anyway, yeah, so right. it's oh, that's awful. So I that's mean, not going to help. I guess I heard like a snake can come up the toilet, uh-huh. but I just thought that wasn't home toilets. <laughs> like they would know that <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, that's, I don't know. It's not what you're supposed to do. It depends where the where the snake gets loose from. Jeez, toilet rats. They but here's here's the one way you could combat it. Pretty. Uh, pretty safely and that is that you get uh what they call our rat flaps mm-hmm. they're spiked gates that go into your pipe in your toilet oh, and so then that they the rat climb can't up. climb through yeah well i i or maybe it'll meet an unfortunate and it will get spiked <laughs> then, in the toilet and, it and dies. then your, your toilet's clogged what's going on what's going on here it's a dead rat and then the rat it was like somehow it washes up in and it's not even a lot what would be worse a live rat or a dead rat that had been impaled. But see, the problem that I have is I'm still very soft-hearted, Hudson, uh-huh. and I hate rats. But so even if the I rats saw you care a about? rat in the toilet, I would think it was drowning, <laughs> and I would just have to fight the urge to save it, or like, would I just want to flush it again? I think you just flush. If it could swim into your toilet and it's and it's still alive in there, it'll be fine if you flush it down. <laughs> it's like it doesn't work. It'll make. It'll find some, it'll flush down, it'll find somebody else's toilet to climb well, into. Now you have a new saying if it's a rat, flush it down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> flush it like that. <laughs> flush it twice. <laughs> Keep flushing. Uh, one more thing to worry about. It's- 
Why pay for so many streaming services that you don't really care about when you can not really care about the riot for free? Radio U. The best part of waking up oh. some folders in your cup. Your voice is just beautiful. Isn't it? <laughs> it's just so welcoming. I'm not sure. That might be the last time I can sing that. Why? Because at 5 p.m. Eastern today. Is it getting uh, a copyright? (laughs) It is. It's up for auction. So I don't know. I think uh, maybe my own version, my uh, what what you could you call it a cover, my tribute to the Folgers jingle. Uh, Hopefully that doesn't fall under this royalty situation where you could buy the royalties of the Folgers waking up song, that little jingle that I just sang, and you could buy that so that every time it's used going forward, as in as long as Folgers keeps using it in their commercials and yeah. anywhere else it may be used, you will uh, get paid for that. You'll get a royalty check. Yeah. How oh. much would you pay for that? Uh, well, for the rest say- of the for your <laughs> life, or for as long as the song shall live. Well, it depends. So, like Hudson's correct, him just singing that is not a copyright strike on uh-huh. that. It's not a royalty. I can thing. sing it as much as I want, as much as you want, and it's as free as you want. Uh-huh. But if they use it in a commercial or an official, you know, like setting, and for some reason it was on a show featured in a show for some exactly. for whatever, then you would get something. It just depends on what the royalty is. They say that the jingle royalties for the past twelve months paid out Mm $11,747. And since 2011, when Folgers started using the song, has earned... It's only that old? Yeah, $38,164, with more than half of it coming in the past two years. So you're not getting as much as you actually think you are. Yeah, but so how much would you pay? Well, they're looking at bidding starting at $63,000. I'm not paying that. You're not even paying that? (laughs) Come on, you can own a piece of coffee history, a piece of the one part, the one thing about Folgers that is good. The, the jingle. So who's selling the jingle? Is it Folgers or did someone own the jingle in the first place? Uh, I don't know. See, I was looking around on this auction site and I, I'm wondering about it because did you realize it's called royaltyexchange.com mm-hmm. and they have either where you can buy uh, all kinds of royalties as far as like TV shows, movies, uh, musician catalogs, stuff like that, uh, where they will either have an exchange where they will just kind of like eBay, where if you pay a high enough price, they'll just give it to you. Or then they have auctions like they're doing for this Folger thing. They have all kinds of stuff you can pay on there. And so I think it is if the current rights holder maybe want some upfront money or something it, instead of just slowly getting paid on on it? Here's the details. It's not the rights owner, mm-hmm. as in like, I would think Folgers owns that. Mm-hmm. You are buying into the songwriter's share mm. of public performance royalties, and so then you're getting paid a small percentage not all the royalties. Right. You're getting what the songwriter's share would be. So you're buying so song, that from it. So does that mean the songwriter is giving up their share? They're either giving it up or they're or just selling reducing off part, it, of, part it. of it. Yeah. yeah. So And then uh, you get the money up front. So basically, if I had something that I knew, like if you won the lottery and you took the payouts over yeah, years. Right. And I was like, no, I need the money now. I want now. the lump sum. <laughs> yes. I know it. I know that. Lump sum. So you're taking a lump sum in the beginning and that person will get your royalties, but they have to do it slowly over time. So the song, maybe the songwriter for uh, Folgers, the Folgers jingle has fallen on hard times. Maybe that's, and that is so they what need that some fast like. cash <laughs> to the tune of uh, at least $63,000. They needed to 
they had a debt to pay off or something. So if <laughs> so you're interested, they are auctioning it off. So the bidding starts this week at that, and it's got some bids on it uh, through Royalty Exchange. It ends uh, 5 p.m. today, Eastern. It's currently up to $78,000. You get money, it would just take a while. You could be making $11,000 a year on it. (laughs) If you're looking for hot takes on the day's most important news stories, uh, you're in the wrong place. You're listening to The Riot on Radio U. Worker shortage, the staff shortage. We all know it's hitting restaurants particularly hard, it, but it's hitting a lot of places and some businesses you might not even think of, like the circus. The circus? The circus is having well, a hard thought, time. I thought we canceled the circus a while ago. I was about to say, is there even, like, what even is a circus nowadays? Like, is there circuses still? It's not, there's not a lot left because they can't have any of the animals, so it's all just clowns, but the problem is, at least in Ireland... They can't even have clowns because there's nobody that wants to be a clown. Is the yeah, problem. I feel that ever. What was the one remake? Oh, it right. The, uh, yeah. the clown in the balloon. Like yeah. we're not made to be clowns. That guys. ruined no. clowns for us, and all of the other every other thing that clowns have ever done has also ruined clowns for us. So, uh, you know, they they don't need clowns. There's no such thing as a clown shortage. There's only too much clowns. <laughs> yeah, this is the right amount. There there's, only are too many. And there's like no kids who grow up and are like, dang, when I get older. I just want to. I want to be a clown. Like that's what you tell your parents. I want to be a clown. Like, nobody's saying that. When when was the last time you've even seen a clown well, at an event? Let's think of this a different way. So Isaiah, say you like really want to save up and make some major money. Oh yeah. So you have to know the market. All right. So <laughs> yes. you know that there's a shortage. So what if? Oh, you, maybe I'm the only clown. <laughs> you took an online class. You like you got certified. You yeah. got whatever. You learned the clownery yeah. sort of thing, uh-huh. and you can make so much money because everybody. That's a big statement. Some people <laughs> you could take so much you money. Could drive, you could uh, you'd have a lot of bargaining power yeah. if you were a clown. I could have my own rates. It says that to be a successful clown, you have to be adaptable and able to think on their feet, as mm-hmm. well as able to light up the ring. So it's, uh, kind of like what we do here, right? You. It actually matches a DJ spot on, yeah, doesn't it? Every clown has like a lot of sadness inside, but yet we can just be happy. On light the up the ring, baby. Yep. <laughs> It's all all the makeup. You mm-hmm. you put on a happy face and uh, you can do it. Can't so. see the frown or the tears. I was thinking uh, the obvious joke is just like, well, we can send them all for politicians. <laughs> Good one there, Hudson. Yeah, Good there. Yeah. Good work, <laughs> He's really bringing his A game. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I can light up a room. That's It's a dim. It's a, it's a very small nightlight. If you're interested <laughs> in trying to make money, sometimes you got to be a clown to make money. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a chance, you can probably make some uh, good cash there. It's weird that, uh, it, like, if you would read the articles going back just a couple of years that are like these, if you're in high school or college and you want to make sure you get a lucrative career, this is what you need to study. And it was like, you know, tech stuff and <laughs> mostly that. Yeah. And then <laughs> they left off of the list suspiciously clowns. That was what you were supposed to go to You were to supposed to go for. to school for clowns because yeah. all the clowns nowadays are, are so much older. There's a huge age gap, you yeah. know, just like they say about the trade. It's just That's like right. the clowns, right? Yeah. That's and right. Why don't you tell your parents when you go home at Thanksgiving what you've decided to do? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to college, um, clown college, but that's, I mean, it's not the same thing. I read an article. <laughs> it said that this is a hot 
industry to get into now. Right. I was listening to this one morning show, and they I were know. talking about uh, how there's like an opening for like a lot of clown spots. Yeah, so. dude. I mean, everybody in college, it's basically clown school anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just gonna get paid for it. I was also thinking the the less uh, the the less options they have, the lower the bar is. So you don't even have to be a good clown. No. You can suck Happy at being a clown, you. but they just need somebody. And so there it's you entertaining. go. You can do whatever act you want. Like It doesn't have to be like juggling or anything. You do whatever you want yep. as long as you're dressed up as a clown. It'll work. That's how I got hired at Radio U. <laughs> so, just so we started not this- a lot of applicants. <laughs> they lowered the bar and here I am. Happy to have you. So basically what we started this off with is how why would you want to be a clown? But now we're ending it with it's not a bad idea. You know what? After all, it. now that we've thought about it maybe it is a good spot (laughs) (laughs) i think we could do it you might be thinking that this won't be quite as bad the second time around well you'd be greatly mistaken we're listening to the worst of the riot podcast it's a big time for you nikki isn't it it is you didn't know but yesterday kicked off fat bear week yeah and you're like what's that Well, then you don't love bears, do you? <laughs> Fill everyone in on Fat Bear Week. So it happens every year. Uh, it started yesterday and it goes till October 5th and it's through explore.com. Uh-huh. And you go and you get to vote on, it's like a bracket sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so you click on the bear you'd like to vote for mm-hmm. and, and the, that bear just then advances forward to go against the other, other bear. bear that it well, not kill is again. a strong word. Uh, it's an online <laughs> voting thing it's uh-huh. not real life okay so what is the winning what is the uh the favorite bear what do they win uh i think it's just the honor uh-huh. <laughs> so basically fat bear week shows you like you get to vote on which bear you think is the fattest mm-hmm. because it'll show you a picture of the bear like in july uh-huh. and then it shows you now and you see like how fit and skinny they were yeah and now they put on a lot of weight and they put on a lot of weight really really fast but so in, you have to guess who's the fattest in the bear world isn't uh being fit maybe being fit is being fat uh no like that's their summer body uh-huh. and so now they're at their winter weight yeah but the, but i'm saying it's healthy for them to be fat right so that that fat is fit well i think they're healthy even during the summer yeah. but you have to put on but enough a different to, kind of health to get through the winter I, and so you get to vote on that uh, i was just gonna vote for my favorites which one's your favorite uh i i don't think it's fair because some of the bears have names and some don't and, some and don't. i'm really voting based off of the name <laughs> and how how i like how i like the bears look mm-hmm. and between the the name and the look I like Popeye. Oh, that's your favorite? Popeye the bear. But I don't think it's fair because some of them don't have names. So uh, how can I fall in love with Bear 103? Well, I like 32 Chunk. Uh, that, he's, <laughs> chunk he's quite is a good one. It's quite a looker there. Yeah. He's gained some weight. Even I, though his picture, like his current one, makes him look dead like he's laying on the ground. Yeah. Uh, but there's 128 Grazer. There's 131. That's a fuzzy bear, man. I like that bear. Uh, 132 Spring Cub. Uh, there's 151 Walker, uh, yeah. he's a big bear too. Texas Ranger, he's got a tummy on him, and there's a bunch of other bears. Oh, so like, you just get to vote uh, on them for Fat Bear Week. I like 480 Otis too. Oh, he's gone through quite a transformation. You Otis see? has. You yeah. See how much weight they put on? He might be. I don't know. He's he's gonna get Popeye a run for his money. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's just funny to see like a month passes and how much weight they can put on. Yeah. So and you can't do this with people, so no. you can judge the bears. It would be a very different. 
feel if we were having Fat People Week. Yes. <laughs> and uh, but maybe that maybe maybe that would lose some of the stigma. No, you're not. I don't think you can. You don't think? No. So this is Fat Bear Week. You download your bracket. Predict which bear you think will be the winner. Uh-huh. And Have you an vote. office pool. Mm-hmm. You can vote with it, and it goes till October 5th. Oh, this will be fun. This will be fun to go through. Do we want to, you know, like when you do a normal bracket, there is a prize at the end. If yeah. you win, we got to come up with something. Mm, what, what, what would be appropriate? A restaurant gift card. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough of that. For more Riot content, head to riot.radiou.com. episode please leave us a review on itunes And hello, everyone. Jonathan Dornbush here with some exciting PlayStation news to discuss. Joining me is Brian Altana. Beyond. Beyond, Brian. Good to be here with you, uh, because, of course, we're talking about the latest PlayStation acquisition, Bluepoint Games. Uh, very, very exciting. They are now the 16th PlayStation Studios sort of first party uh, studio in the in the family. Uh, they most recently, of course, uh, made Demon Souls, the PS5 launch title and one of the first PS5 exclusives around uh, the Shadow of the Colossus remake on PS4, the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection on PS4, Gravity Rush Remastered. They've sort of been in a whole remaster remake space with PlayStation for a while. And now they've finally decided to, I I guess, de- like developer marry. I don't really know what yeah. the technical term is for this. Yeah, this um, is the, you know, we've seen <laughs> a couple of studios uh, sort of adjacent to PlayStation get Make make it official, basically, right? We've seen it with Insomniac. We saw it with Housemark just recently. Um, these are studios that have long-running relationships with PlayStation, making exclusive games or just making games in general. And now they're getting the support of the, you know, Sony themselves officially. Uh, and that's, I think, very exciting. It's very exciting for people who like these games. It's very exciting for people who want to see these studios thrive. And also because... You know, it it doesn't really, this doesn't feel like a scenario where uh, these studios are taking away from the competition because they weren't really making a bunch of multi-platform games to begin with. So if you're a big Xbox fan, like this isn't a gigantic loss for you either, right? No, yeah, they, they've really not been involved in the non-PlayStation space for a while. They worked on the Xbox 360 version of Titanfall, but since then kind of have been very, very PlayStation focused. And so, yeah, as, as you said, this is not like a, oh no, Nintendo and, and Xbox will not be getting all the games they were going to be getting. This is sort of a, you know, this has been an obvious close relationship for a long time. And and as you pointed out, it, it gives the studio stability and certainty in a way that they didn't have before. And uh, that's actually one of the, the many things I spoke to uh, Marco Thrush, the president of Bluepoint, and Herman Holst, the head of PlayStation Studios. Uh, there's a fuller interview up on IGN right now with more that you can go check out. But uh, a few things that they talked about that I want to touch on and discuss with you, as I know you're a huge uh, fan of Bluepoint's work, obviously Demon's Souls, and, and just excited for the, the future for them. Uh, the, the first thing, I think the most important thing, is that they are not doing another remake next. They are going to be working on original content. 
Marco said. They they want to sort of focus on making their own creative vision come to light. And uh, Marco described a little bit of how, you know, there's been this progression of the studio of working on uh, some of their earliest games are really smaller games. They worked on ports or remasters, then went on to fuller remakes. And they are a studio, you know, the founders are formerly retro uh, studios, the, the Metroid Prime developers. There was a whole bunch of, you know, long story talent at Bluepoint who've worked on original games in the past. And I think there's probably like a, a, a thirst there to want to work on something original themselves. I'm sure they've had a lot of ideas percolating uh, while recreating these other games. So w- w- what does that mean to you as, as them approaching the original space versus, you know, another remake? Uh, it's incredibly exciting, honestly, and and really fascinating to me because I think that um, this breaks them immediately. And obviously, we haven't played their new game yet. We don't even know what it is. But uh, this does sort of get them away from the pigeonholing or pigeonholing that I believe a lot of uh, you know fans, uh, like myself, probably assumed that they would be in forever. Right? It seemed like a safe, good spot for them to continue to remaster or remake uh, classic games that were. You know, a, a little bit old, not necessarily like, you know, stuff from the Apit era or anything like that, but stuff that, you know, is a, a couple of generations old, needed a fresh coat of paint. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can do that's brand new because they've been mucking around in the back end of some of like the greatest games ever made. They've probably learned a trick or two. And that's pretty interesting because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of naysayers that might read the headline around this story and this acquisition. And just go, oh, you know, they're a port house, they're a remaster studio, remake studio, whatever. I can kind of brush them aside. But knowing that they are this talented and this uh, sort of technically proficient, especially when it comes to um, graphics and just it's sort of like just their rock solid approach to the technical foundation of building video games uh, and applying that skills and that history to something new is really, really cool. Yeah, it's it's a really exciting potential, and I think anyone who, uh, like I think we've even talked about it on the show, is the minute Bluepoint announced Demon Souls officially, it was kind of like, oh my god, that's so awesome. But what's their next remake going to be? What should right. the next five PlayStation remakes that they handle be? And it, as you just said perfectly, like it's easy to pigeonhole them in that way, but there's so much talent there. There's obviously creative ambition there, and so uh, to see what they'll do originally is really exciting. And I think it it speaks to a little bit of the trust between them and PlayStation because Demon's Souls and Shadow of the Colossus, you know, originally were not the biggest selling PlayStation games ever, but they were two really critically beloved games that PlayStation said, okay, we trust this third party studio to take our internal assets that we still have to take the bones of these games, to work with our developers and learn from what they did and then put their own mark on it, but stay true to that vision. That shows a lot of trust already. So I think bringing them in only, only more to me, shows a sign of confidence that like whatever Bluepoint wants to do next must really be exciting to PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that uh, probably connected the dots with both of those things, right? Like I think they probably said, I'm not sure how this pitch came together to uh, to be acquired, but I have a feeling there, Sony was sort of like, so what do you want to work on? You know, and they said, we want to make something new. And they said, great, come on over. Officially, I mean, you're already here, but <laughs> yeah, put a you're ring kinda, on it or whatever. You're kind of hanging out in the the lobby most <laughs> of the time, but so yeah, just like we have a space for you, just come yep. upstairs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is one of those things Marco talked about a little bit of like you know, obviously working in partnership with PlayStation, they had opportunities like having a full London orchestra do the do the score for Demon Souls, or they had opportunities to work with the tech pipelines of the other PlayStation studios. Now that stuff is just like there's no sort of 
uh, red tape that they have to go through. They're just part of that ecosystem. If they want to rely on the amazing motion capture that, you know, PlayStation Studios has, it's very easy to get in contact for that stuff. If they, if they have mm-hmm. other ideas, if they need support, things of that nature, uh, it, it seems like just a, a better, more stable environment for them to create whatever they want to going forward. Yeah, they could have like a dedicated London Orchestra conference room with the just they're just hanging out. They're just there all the time. No, no, no. Joking. That would be expensive. (laughs) (laughs) A small orchestra, uh, a quartet, maybe. Um, uh, I I think that this is something that's really cool. And like like you said, uh, getting that level of resources and that level of trust is 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 core to the the foundation of a of a big studio like this. It means that their next game is not something they have to sort of look over their shoulder about and be like, does this need to be financially successful? Is, is it okay if this gets delayed? Like, is this going to make or break us? You know, every, every studio or many studios sort of live and die based on their last hit or their last failure. And I think that this is, this is really like solid for them and, and, and very uh, sort of po- positive and empowering to see that they'll be able to grow for years to come because this is not something that Sony's just going to abandon after after you know pulling in uh, to the forefront here. I think what is sort of interesting to me is that it does. I mean, I still I still want remasters of classic <laughs> games, so yeah. I'm hoping that they can staff up and they can do that too because they're really really good at that. And obviously, like there was a lot of rumors over the last year, Metal Gear Solid Two, Silent Hill, uh, you know, stuff that is like sort of PlayStation adjacent or PlayStation parallel but not owned by PlayStation. Um, there are a lot of stuff that we thought Bluepoint could be working on. Um, there was that, you know, that infamous tweet, not infamous, I'm sure infamous <laughs> was in the tweet, but they, there was a tweet that listed like a bunch of different video game titles before Demon's Souls was officially announced uh, from Bluepoint. And so who knows what the future holds. I would like to see them eventually do both, but for now I'm very happy to see them do something brand new. Yeah, it is a, an element of the the last few years of PlayStation releases that I now seeing that they're going to be doing original content, I almost feel like I've taken for granted of like, but no, I still want a home for those remakes too. And even if it's not Bluepoint, I hope that, you know, now that they're officially part of PlayStation, they can pass along that knowledge to another studio, whether internally or a third party partner, you know, rather than PlayStation having to say, okay, we'll have, we'll hire this studio that we like third party wise to do remakes but then we also have to make sure Bluepoint is okay with us, like working with us through them. Now they're just part of it and they could pass along right. that knowledge in a cool way. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful for that. They did, Marco and I talked a little bit, obviously their next project is a bit of a ways off, but they've had a surprising sort of release cadence. They, they've gone through things quite quickly, not really more than three years. Uh, and he said like with original content, it is natural for that stuff to just take more time than and uh, you know a remake of a game. So I wouldn't expect like, we're going to hear what Bluepoint's big game is and see it release next year or something like that, even though that right. would play into their remake cadence. I, I wouldn't expect it just yet. But I, I do think this plays into, as you were saying earlier, the like PlayStation doubling down on the relationships they've had and, and just making sure that that is a sure thing PlayStation players have to look forward to, which I think is mm-hmm. a really cool benefit for the audience. Yeah, I think maybe in a couple of years or maybe sooner than that, we might see PlayStation make some sort of like, you know, out out of left field acquisitions or something like that. Um, I think Xbox has been doing that over the last few years to sort of fortify their identif- identity and sort of, you know, build up their presence in gaming. Sony has that. Obviously, Xbox does too, right? They're, they're doing great right now and have been for, for 20 years. But uh, Sony has a fantastic stable of studios underneath them and studios that are like all but, you know, first party. Um, 
So they were always right there. And so it's it's just like we said with Housemark, like it's awesome to see them sort of, you know, put stock and investment and faith into these studios that they've been trusting for years and to make it official. Yeah, totally. It's one of those things where, you know, the PS4 and the PS5, I kind of have just thought of Housemark and Bluepoint as part of PlayStation at this point. So this kind of just makes it official. Uh, and is is a nice little stamp to know that our, we're going to get the next Bluepoint game, we're going to get the next Housemark game, and they already both know their ways around a PS5, so it's going to be very exciting to see what they do in a few years. But I uh, definitely recommend everyone go check out the the fuller interview uh, on IGN.com, spoke with uh, both Herman and Marco, and a lot of great, fun, a little insights into just how, how that relationship works, and uh, really appreciate you, Brian, taking the time to speak with me. Yeah, of course. And, you know, for everyone else, we do podcasts beyond all the time. We're always talking about PlayStation on that show. And uh, go check out, I mean, just go watch gameplay footage of Demon Souls and Shadow of the Colossus and just to get an idea of, of what the studio is capable of te- technically. Because um, I can't wait to see what they do that's brand new. It's going to be super cool. Yeah, it's a really exciting time and there's a lot of potential ahead. And we'll uh, obviously be, got, excuse me, be discussing more of that on Podcast Beyond. So, Brian, thank you so much for joining me and thank you to everyone out there for watching. Of course, Beyond. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. And welcome to the Fantasy Footy Podcast. On this week's episode, myself and Jono are back to restore some order. It's already time for September's Manager of the Month. And why has Pep Roulette got Phil so scared? All that and more. So let's get straight into it. This is the Fantasy Footy Podcast. Hi, everybody. Hello, Sash. Hello, Hello Sash. Sash. How are you all doing? Yeah, great. We back, baby. Yeah, We're vibing. Got... We're all in the studio. Oh, yay, yay, yay. Easier editing for me. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, I must say, Sash, you look built for autumn. <laughs> so, that's that mean. That's so rogue. That's so rogue. We were discussing how much we like autumn. No, no, no. Me and Sash were discussing how it's our favourite season. I haven't of said it the year. It's because I'm slightly chubby, and you've just basically confirmed that. No, no. I, I'm. But, all... no. I, I, I love autumn also, which is why I'm wearing my burgundy bomber jacket. And uh, yeah, really enjoying the crunch of the leaves uh, around London. Once again, excellent visual imagery there. Thank you, sorry. Their podcast. Thank um, you, thank you. Actually, what I wanted you to say, Phil, is yeah. you just, before we started recording, yeah. what was your joke about the lack of petrol? Well, you know, I was just going to say there might be a lack of petrol around the country, but here on the Fantasy Footy Pod, we will never run out of gas. Bazinga. 
Wow. <laughs> that was it. That's it, isn't it? Sash, you uh, over your hangover yet? Um, hmm. From when? To be continued. Saturday night. Saturday. 72 Saturday. hour hangover. Just to really play into my stereotype, I drank a lot of Whispering Angel Rosé and Ooh. I didn't pay for it, but um, not doing that well, guys. Uh, but um, yeah, I felt horrendous for a very long time. I Harry, still, are I you still, over yours? I, no, I feel like pants, um, but as my voice will dictate. Yeah, a cool but, haircut though. I did get a cool haircut, the most mm. expensive haircut I've ever had in my life. 20, 21 pounds. <laughs> I saw you coming in there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, real swear from Sasha. Real swear. <laughs> real. Um, a legit swear. No, I'm joking because when I was a kid, I got guy lights and uh, that was much more expensive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is, but anyway, this is like a proper barber cut oh, in London. Sorry. So, uh, Can we honestly so, yeah. get a picture of that? Oh, I'll send you it because there's a picture of me <laughs> when I was <laughs> when I was. You do not have the skin tone for guys. <laughs> uh, I, I did actually. So I, was in... I don't think anybody did. So no, no. But anyway, it was uh, it was summer. <laughs> I got guy lights. Uh, I was also it was it was when I was doing the dancing. There's a picture of me. There's a picture of me. <laughs> I don't think our listeners know about a, the yeah, dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do like Ross Geller and listeners. I used to I used to do karate dancing. No, I used to do uh, actual dancing, ballet, the whole lot. And there was there's a picture of me in um, what? Uh, in like kind of waistcoat, but topless underneath, uh, and I've got guy lights and it's sweaty. Oh this is um, oh, I'm getting around. <laughs> oh, hang on, you. I actually young. don't even hate the picture um, that much, but everyone who sees it dies and loses their mind. I will, it is. honest to God, make that our icon on Twitter. If you will please send that, <sighs> please. Okay, and uh, yeah, that's that's all I've got. Jono, how are you? I'm just recovering from that right now. Mm. There's just so much to process. Um, Lots to unpack. Well, I was at the same party as Harry felt, being though it was his birthday, and I'm also recovering. So I think we've gone in all guns blazing. I think mm. all four of us. It's so going to be a high energy pod. <laughs> yeah, this might sober me up. Yeah, this sorts out. Phil Owls, Earl's Vegas. Honestly, I absolutely love it. I'm getting the train to Waterloo and then walking across the bridge and feeling all Landon 13 years after I moved here. Love it. Yeah, Cute. fantastic. Cute. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come and see you soon. You've got Thanks. a child now, haven't you? Yeah, I don't, don't know if I've told you I've got a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have a look then at the week that was for game week six. And who was the top scorer, please? Top scorer for this game week was the Old Trafford Destroyer, Courtney the Conqueror Hawes. He has done it. He just went and ransacked it, didn't he? Took it all away from the Red Devils. Brought home 15 FPL points. Goal clean sheet. All the bonus points. Thank you. Nicely. See you later. Villa on the march. Finally recovering, it seems, um, from Captain Carves heading his way to the blue half of Manchester. Maybe they're just doing like a coalition, like Captain Carves, blue side, and then Villa. Let's, let's just destroy Man United and make sure they never win the league. Yeah. What about surprise packages? Well, quite a few again this past game week, Sash. Henri mentioned must go to German and Brentford midfielder Vitale Janelt. Yep. Sorry, who? <laughs> uh, the 0.2% owned 5 million defensive midfielder scored 10 points versus mighty Liverpool in the B's impressive 3 all draw on Saturday night football. But I think we can do even better. So my surprise package award goes to New Wars goalkeeper, Jose Sarr, a clean sheet, three bonus points, and even a flipping assist for Jimenez's classy winner versus Southampton. Woof. Or, as a happy wolf would say, a woof! 
Hey, what about what about um, uh, Yanel out jumping Matip and Van Dijk to get that get that goal? Whoa. Well, the Germany coach Love was there, it. wasn't he? Watching. Was Love to they were mentioning see it on Match of the Day. This, and the Germany coach was there, and he was the only German player there who would be up for grabs. And so maybe had a little interesting, you know, little buzz going on. Big fan. They do have a German manager, don't they? Though Brentford, maybe their mates. Oh yeah, mm, could be that. Anyway, Phil. Yeah. Um, get your flopper out, please. And then you've you've written here. I've missed it truly, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, it really is huge this week, Sash. Um, <laughs> It's almost visible from specs. It's really annoying having to pick United players, but it's got to be this guy because he got 19 points in his first two game weeks. After returning to the Prem, millions of managers, myself included, captained Cristiano Ronaldo for the 12.30 kickoff on Saturday versus Villa at home. I always said to myself, never captain a player in the 12.30 kickoff because if they flop, it ruins your weekend. That's exactly what he did. Two pathetic points, livid AF. Looks like loads of you were also livid because over 136,000 managers have now sold him for Game Week 7 and his ownership is now down to a measly 48.5%. Yawn. Come on, Ron, stick it to the toffees this weekend. Please. Cheers. Hate it when a flop ruins your weekend. Mm. Been there. Mm. Right, big shouts. Everyone's least favourite segment, Harry. Oh, we should just extend the flopping yeah. segment, really. Uh, Odson Edouard, two points. XP of nine. That's awesome. Uh, Phil, what about yours? Yes, Mohamed El-Nunusi. Um, well, look, thing was, right, Sash, before this week, I was actually 3-1 up on both of Harry um, and, and, and Jono. So all that I really need to say is I'm still in front. I'm still winning the big shouts this season. That's what really matters to the listeners. They want to know which panellists to trust. And I'm right now. I'm I'm still on top. Um, so yeah, he didn't do great. Still on top with his big flop. Yeah, yeah. Jono. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you know, I wasn't here last week, so lovely Daniel read out mine. And uh, my <sighs> XP for Andros was ten points. And I listened back to the pod, and you all had a little laugh at me. You're all having a little giggle. Well, Andros got ten points. So you're not laughing now, are you? That's right. Big returns. Back to normal. And also, I read your little blurb that you said here, Phil, about how you're in the league. And if you look at the total points in our big shouts, you'll find that you've had... I mean, I won't say what Harry's big shouts have totaled up to. (laughs) But you've had... And this is without the whole doubling diamond, you know, when we get our next points, right? But you've got 32. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've got 33. Uh-huh. So, we need to on? get what's in the bin. I honestly, am I single digits? <laughs> what's Harry on? Uh, you're on? You're on 23 points. Oh, oh, that's, that's not bad. It's bad. Okay. Uh, moving swiftly on to the listeners' league. Harry, what has been happening over there? Well, right, Sash. <laughs> it's been, it's, it's, I'm, I, I'm just going to say, I've had a terrible, terrible time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this. <laughs> I. I used to be good at this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't look at my team before it all kicked off. This week, overall, for the rank for the week, I'm, I'm like six and a half million in the world. <laughs> I'm like in the bottom, I'm like in the bottom, like, 10%. <laughs> Bots are beating me. You just use your wild card. <laughs> the big shout teams outscore me by 25 points. <laughs> like... Bruno Fernandes. Why well, didn't even mention him as the 
biggest flopper. Zero points. <laughs> no, zero. Point. Ze- zero was my captain. <laughs> Double zero. <laughs> Nothing. That, that is hilarious. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so on to celebrating some stuff. Yeah. So it was obviously quite a low scoring week because Man United didn't bang and everyone banked on that. Mm-hmm. But this week's top scorer with 74 points. Oof. Is none other than trust the process and have a glass of wine, Sasha no. Colville. What? What? <laughs> Sasha Colville outscored the entire league by at least six points. No, she I... hasn't logged in since game week one. Where is she? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Where is she? 74 points. You're the worst. Sasha hasn't touched the team. She's only seven points behind me in total. (laughs) She captained. She captained Jamie Vardy. Oh, yeah, that was me. That was you. Did you do it? Did you actually... No, no, no. No, there's injuries and everything. He's been my captain since day one. Look at that. Right, let's look at this team quickly. Unreal. (laughs) Hang on, for the listeners, for the listeners. Oh, my God. It all just got a bit much for me. Mm. I found it very stressful last year. It's stressful enough being around these chaps. 70. I'm there and it, well, you know. Vardy captain, Saka with his 13, Mings with seven, Keane with eight, (laughs) Maguire with seven. She's got Bamford starting, no bench. This is beautiful. Well done, Sash. How did Maguire get seven? I didn't even know I joined the league. I thought I was going incognito. Did he he come off? Clean sheet before and then he got Uh, subbed off. Oh, fair. One of Harry Maguire. For injury. Right. Anyway, there we go. Hi. Sasha, Seems top scorer of the Listen League. We don't often brag about ourselves, but just take a bow. Mm. And you take thought you bow. were just a take host. a boo, Sasha. Hashtag expert. Thank God you said host. Sasha scored <laughs> over double my points this week. <laughs> to be fair, Sasha got 40 more points than me this week. 40. 4-0. I only scored 34. Anyway, there we go. Uh, so <laughs> Sasha uh, won, uh, was top scorer this week. Um, but uh, September Manager of the Month award, also credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. It goes to none other than our current league leader, last week's guest host, Daniel Francis Swaby. Oof. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. up to 11,000th in the world. Oof. Mm. We taught him everything he's ever known. We did. And knows. We do. We do. And, yeah, anyway. His voice sounded so good when mm, I was listening last week. It sounds so much better than my rich, dulcet tones. Anyway, uh, I promise that we don't usually just, like, brag about how good we are. As you can tell, we also go on about how rubbish we are at this game. But, um, yeah, Dan was on the show last week, and now he's top of the league. So, there we go. He's obviously listening to Jono's big shouts, mm. uh, and that was that. Um Anyway, if you fancy changing all this um, nepotism and all that, then uh, you need to get yourself in the Listener League, join it up, type in the code OTCUNE, get involved, and we'll read your name out, hopefully. Have we hit 100? <laughs> nah, it's oh, on 92. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Sort it out. Oh, guys, invite your friends, you know. I know. Moving on to hot topics then. Uh, And first up, let's talk about Harry Kane. Rubbish again. Mm -hmm. Bruno again. What the hell is happening with these two former mayors of Woof City? Tell me what managers should be doing. And is KDB finally a proper option again? He's only 1.6% owned. I'm going to jump in here first. Um, 
yeah, something really weird is going on with Harry Kane. Obviously, we know about the transfer saga. We mentioned it last week. Um, Jamie Carragher picked Spurs apart in uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, just the disconnect between front and back. And yeah, it's worrying for Spurs fans. Uh, it's great for those FPL managers who may take a cheeky punt on him because he will come good. But yeah, he's looking a shadow of his former self. Bruno, obviously, as Harry mentioned, had a mare, a Western super with that penalty miss. But he did make 10 chances against Villa, which is the most in 2021 so far in the Premier League. So he's not quite done yet, I don't think, Sash. Uh, United <clears throat> did make 28 chances against Villa. So... You know, maybe it wasn't as bad as as maybe it looked on match of the day. And then these guys are going to maybe talk about KDB. He's obviously looking stronger, fitter, better and better. He was king of FPL two years ago. Um, He's only 1.6% owned, as you said. So he really potentially needs to come into consideration. So I would watch the Liverpool game this weekend to see if he plays and how he does against some top opposition. And let's just mention your captain, Sash, Jamie Vardy. (laughs) 10.4 mil, five goals, 40 FPL points. He always starts seasons so well and people kind of ignore him. He's got Palace away this weekend. He could be an option and he should be an option. What I love about Vardy as well is that so many of his shots are inside the box. Yeah. They're in really dangerous positions. Mm-hmm. You know, his goal was obviously pretty much just on the goal line. He's a fox in the box. Oh, hello. Um, and yeah, his two missed ones for, were from inside. Um, and as were his other ones, I think he had five shots in total. Um, yes, he had the own goal, own goal, but we'll give him off for that. Finished. And also created a chance as well. So yeah, you, you're absolutely right. He's definitely underlooked. And at that price point, you could afford him and a Lukaku or him and a Cristiano Ronaldo and it wouldn't completely decimate the rest of your team. I am saying Bruno, he did actually, I was ready to bin him off after the penalty, not watching the game, but I've watched highlights back and he did look very good. Mm-hmm. It was just an unfortunate time. Yeah. Um, and he, against Everton, he has four goals in three games in the Premier League and an assist. He does. Um, so at home this weekend, like there's no better captain option to be quite honest. So maybe not time to get rid of Bruno yet. Harry Kane, poor oh gosh, I'm I'm really thinking they might bin off Nuno soon, and I don't. I feel sorry for him. I if that like. happens, is, is that a record for like massive shouts? Because my massive shout will come oh, good within like two months. Away, what was your massive shout? The, the Nuno, Nuno wouldn't last the season. Right? Is that mm. a massive shout? Yes. In the way that, but it's also showing, it's also showing like how you know. You know, Jose was doing a great job with that rubbish no, team. your massive shout was that Buendia was going to outscore uh, yeah, Grealish. Sorry. I did say Nuno gets sacked as well. Just quick just quick one, Fernandez for me. On. United don't have an easy run. For me, I think Everton at home, all right, debatable. Leicester away, Liverpool at home, Tottenham away, City at home. Okay, then they've got Watford away in the game week 12. Mm. And if we're working on the basis that most managers will be where we're going for two premiums, mm-hmm. personally, I think Salah is undroppable at the moment in terms yeah, of teams. Absolutely. He's so consistent. So good. And then you've got Lukaku because Chelsea have such an enticing oh, one of so fixtures. Good. You've mentioned KDB. Um, City have got a good run fixtures after this week as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where Fernandez fits into that kind of team structure. But the other thing I'll say about the United Everton game is it is twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> so if you make him your captain and he flops again, then you'll be crying into your baby food, whatever you're doing at the moment, Harry. Let's move on then to have a look at Arsenal. They've now won three games in a row. Is it time to look at Aubameyang, Saka, ESR, or will they be rubbish again pretty soon? They did look very good against Spurs, but then Spurs are very bad at the moment. Um, 
I think it's the first time in Premier League history, Premier League history, that a team has been top after three games, and then the team that were bottom are now above them after six games or something random. Anyway, uh, Arsenal look buoyant. Uh, their fixtures still look very good, as we mentioned on the pod last week. Uh, they've got some great momentum, but we heard today that Granit Xhaka is out for three months, so that could upset the balance of their midfield. But Odegaard, we mentioned him last week, looked very good. And uh, Emile Smith-Rowe, yeah, great price points there. I think he's 5.2, 5.3. Saka's cheap. I've got him in this week as one of my transfers. He looked great against uh, Spurs. So yeah, I, I really think it could be time to look at Arsenal assets. And Ben White is growing every week. And Aubameyang's goal was very like, you know, 2017, 18, 19 Aubameyang. One touch, left foot, bottom corner. So Again, he could be uh, a premium asset who's been overlooked. Yeah, it was definitely it was a very impressive goal. Mm. I was like, mm, really nice. That's that's a guy who's in form. Yeah. So that is someone you could really consider, especially considering how much he, how expensive he used to be. Mm-hmm. Considering, considering, just to do it two weeks in a row. Um, so I would strongly think about popping him in, popping him in, popping him in, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Saka. Slightly overpriced, Smith Rowe, huge option. I'm mm-hmm. considering creating the cash by getting rid of Greenwood for Smith Rowe and popping Lukaku in. Before you get rid of Greenwood, he had more shots this weekend than anyone else against Villa and he had twice as many shots on goal as Ronaldo. Did he score? No. Has he scored in the past couple of weeks? No. But neither is, he Luka- going to, but neither is Lukaku. Is he, no. going to, is he going to get dropped? Uh, I don't think so because Sancho unless Sancho I think Sancho who, playing, start, who starts tonight? Sancho started tonight so I think he's trying to get Sancho some form in Europe to give him confidence of the Prem because I think it's in the Prem that he's a bit scared Alright well we'll see Back to Arsenal though and those mid-priced midfielders Yeah Saka created four chances mm-hmm. Smith-Rowe created three chances both with goals um, both with assists Yeah It's a lot of value a against a Spurs team that shouldn't be getting rolled over that way but that were Yeah Um and you'd like to think that Arsenal have got their bad patch out of the way. Yeah, you'd like to think it. Yeah. Finally then, um, a lot of managers are seeing a lot of flags amongst their back line, including the game's two most owned defenders in Trent and Shaw. Is it time to get rid of these assets? And if so, who for? Jono. Right, I'm going for this. <laughs> Firstly, six weeks in, Shaw has not been the asset we thought he'd be in these first six game weeks. <laughs> we all watched the Euros, we all saw how brilliant he was, and I think we all thought that would immediately translate to the Premier League. It hasn't happened. Don't get me wrong, he's created a lot of chances. Um, his 0.52 big chances created per game is only bested by Trent amongst defenders. That's basically one every other game. But these opportunities aren't being converted. He's the 32nd highest scoring defender in the game with one assist, zero goals, and just the one clean cheat. What's also important to note here is that only one of these fixtures were against a top six team from last year, and that was West Ham. So with that that in mind, I would have absolutely no qualms selling him for game week seven, even if he is past fit, which it sounds like he might be. I know he's not included tonight, but that could just be a a general rest. Um, Trent, for me, is a trickier one. Looking like a three-week timeline for his injury, which would mean he'd miss the City game, where we probably weren't expecting a clean sheet anyway. Then it's the international break. So the question is whether he'll be back for the enticing fixture against Watford. I think they have United the week after that as well. So if he's not back for that Watford game, is he worth that 7.5 mil, 7.6 mil on your bench? Um, which is why I think you've got to start looking at these premium defensive assets. We only use them as a premium defensive asset 
because of their attacking potential. That's what sets them above the rest. Trent's only got two assists this season so far. It's only six week, six games. Six other players have got two assists. Two of those players, Reese James and um, Pontus Janssen from Brentford, have also had a goal. They've been more attacking. Yes, Trent sets up a lot of chances. His uh, big chance per game is pretty much 0.8, which is exceptionally high that he creates. But again, it's not going in. So for me, I'm probably going to sell Trent. Uh, the reason why I'd sell Trent overshore is because it frees up the funds that we've been talking about. It's a great way to get in that third premium. Yes, it will be difficult to get him back in in the future. But if you if you haven't used your wild card yet, I would do a couple of games where you've got three um, premiums and then bring him later. Trent is only 21st for value amongst defenders. Um, and Liverpool have only kept three clean sheets when he's been playing. Um, I think your alternatives which I guess is what we all want to talk about, are your City defence and your Chelsea defence, <laughs> both of which have a huge turnaround in fixtures. Rudiger and Alonso are probably the most enticing. Alonso obviously is always going to have a question mark over his minutes because of, uh, of Chilwell. Um, and then with City, you've got Diaz and Cancelo, who um, are starting every game. Cancelo looks deadly. Um, he's, I think they're both... Um, doing really well got lots and lots of points they're both pretty much cemented in that team and they've only uh, conceded one goal I think one goal I don't know but wow and I mean the, the Liverpool players are I mean would you not consider Robertson or or um, or Van Dijk Van Dijk scored this season 6.5 6.6 million just so much I think for a player that gets I, about three goals a season and I don't <clears> think <throat> Liverpool are defensively as short as City or, or Chelsea mm. Personally, all right. He, but looks, got, but he got, struggled but against they, Tony. He really struggled he did. Against but they've Tony. got no. But they've got no rotation. Whereas Chelsea and City do. So you run in that risk. Mm. You've got six point five guaranteed player who does who scores more than three goals a season. He's about five, which ain't bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe four. Um, there's just been an email from official FPL actually, just uh, reminding people about their FPL account security. Um, basically, just careful with your password. So just thought I'd pass that on. Maybe that's what's happened to you, Harry. Yeah, that's what we'll use as an excuse. <laughs> that's definitely what happened to me. <laughs> that's, that's what we'll use as an excuse. That is so funny. Well done. Let's have a look then at the burning questions for game week seven. Liverpool versus Man City is the standout fixture for this game week on Super Sunday. Which three assets from each side mm. should FBL managers be looking at, please? Phil. Well, for City, it's tough because they were excellent against Chelsea last week. Really excellent. And Bernardo Silva does this thing where he just kind of appears in huge matches and does incredibly well. But from an FPL point of view, I'm scared to touch him. Um, in terms of like ever presence I haven't got any City players in, in my squad at the moment and it just kills me a little bit but Cancelo and Diaz I mean they just play every minute of every game in the Prem at the moment they're two of the top seven FPL point scorers so far 83 points between them I think they're absolutely nailed on at CB and LB or RB wherever Cancelo seems to play and then Edison obviously between the sticks so those three I would say like absolute givens for for City in terms of minutes and and returns at the moment. But this is Liverpool because on the flip side, as Jono just said about Salah or someone mentioned him, the guy's at another level at the moment. He's a top scorer in FPL by 10 points. So I think for Liverpool, it's got to be Salah. Um, Obviously, Trent's injured, but Robertson got an assist last week. So I'd definitely look at him. 
Uh, and there's one guy flying under the radar a little bit uh, who I think is looking really good and could be fantastic value um, is uh, Curtis Jones. Um, so I think he's really low price point, really low percentage of owners. So those would be my three Liverpool players to look at. And then City, yeah, it's just a tough one. But those three are nailed on. Curtis Jones, five mil. There you go. And yeah. with Harvey Elliott out injured. Yeah. Uh, and Thiago out injured. Yeah. Lots of game time. Yeah, he was excellent against Brentford. Scored. And, um, yeah, and he was good against Porto as well. So, but yeah, those would be my three from each side. My three would be... Uh, I would say Diaz is one for sure. Mm-hmm. Why are we ignoring Gabriel Jesus? I don't know. I mean, his goal was so good. Yeah, his, like, goal, his, goal, his goal was um, so good. And he's, he's, right, he's right amongst it. And he's getting all the game time as well. Yeah. So I think he's certainly one that I would... I'm, I'm really considering bringing him in instead. Um, you can't say Jesus is nailed on though, can you? That's a bit... Cool. <laughs> Easter jokes. Um, jokes. Easter jokes. We're only in autumn. But um, that's kind of the two. And then Edison probably is your keeper option. Mm-hmm. So Grealish plays a lot of minutes, doesn't he? Grealish, <clears throat> Grealish plays a lot. And actually, Grealish has a decent record against Liverpool. Scored in that 7-2 against them last season. Yeah, so Grealish points. Didn't he get two goals? Yeah, in two he absolutely yeah. battered them. Um, but for Liverpool, Salah, obviously. I would really look at Robertson. I think he's looked yeah. he's looked um, pretty fit and, uh, and uh, on his toes. And... The other one I would say would be uh, Mane because I think you just don't don't be too harsh on him. Like he's got the same amount of points as Van Dijk. Um, yes, he's expensive, but he's a differential and and he scored two against Porto. Yeah, two last night. I don't know. One, two. He scored. He scored, and Firmino got two as well. I think. But anyway, he looked good. Jota, man. Jota. How does he get well, whilst he's five foot two. Whilst we're speaking about that, I don't know. Jota played the full game, didn't he? Um, I I'm worried that Jota doesn't play against City. Um, he'd be another one that I'd goes have. Firmino instead, do you think? Well, Firmino comes on and scores two goals. Um, I'd be I'd be worried that Jota gets benched this week, and he's my team. Because Firmino is, is like it? a defensive centre forward, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Against City, you need someone who's going to work really hard. Let's have a look then at Brighton. Um, they're still flying high, but as Daniel said last week, there doesn't seem to be one talisman you can hang your budget hat on. Sanchez, Duffy, Morpé after his classy finish versus Palace. Anyone to consider as they face Arsenal on SNF? Jono? I love Duffy. I knew you'd... I, knew I just love that. Duffy. I love the Duff. I love, I love it up oh. the Duffy. And uh, <laughs> 4.3 mil. I've managed to make some money on the boy as well. <clears throat> and he's, he's banging in some little headers. He's, he's great value. He's in... I think he's the only two out of the top 20 players that are either 4.5 mil or under out of the defenders and it's him one of them and I love him for it he's a nice cheap way into that Brighton defence you've mentioned Sanchez I think if you want a 4.5 mil keeper I think he's 4.6 now mm. he would be my choice they have only kept two clean sheets yeah. and he doesn't make that many saves but it, it, it's a choose and snooze isn't it and they... yeah he's my choose and snooze and then Neil Morpé I mean he's a favour of the pod the guy's still 6.5 mil. He's 2.9% owned. He's their top point scorer on 31 points. And hear this. Last season, his um, shot conversion was 10%. At the moment, it's at 36%. And that finish against Palace was absolutely Ooh, delicious. Sublime. Uh, that's it, very interesting because that's yeah. similar to what happened with Bamford in the Championship. So then had his big breakout season last year and we saw a huge horse from Bamford. Yeah, he got 17 goals and 7 assists. So if Morpay can get anything near that... 
Also, remember more, more pay against Arsenal last year. He's such a naughty little player. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like this is the game where he has a naughty... He just comes back to haunt them. There's a weird little rivalry between yeah, Brighton and French Arsenal. Thing, I think, it's the French thing and he and he loves to go French at connection. them. So I think he's going to... Uh, my choice would be more pay and he's someone I'm thinking about doing. <clears throat> Four goals in his first six. Go. Oh, he's good fifth, fifth highest scoring player for attackers in the game. Yeah, lovely shot. Who'd have thought it, eh? Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? Finally then, let's look at differential captain choices. You've got Alonso at home versus Southampton, Antonio home versus Brentford, Jimenez at home versus Newcastle. What are we thinking? Antonio, lads on fire. I mean, his uh, goal was... Oh, that goal. was a fantastic goal. Um, I mean, I'd think about Vardy. He's got an excellent record against... Um, against Palace. He's top scorer in the league at the moment. Mm. You know, if you're picking the player who's top scorer yeah. as your captain, you're not going to go far wrong. Uh, but, yeah, the, uh, Antonio against Brentford. West Ham obviously did great against Leeds. Brentford, they're not, you know, they're not particularly solid at the back. So that's that's a, a great shout and he's, and he's full of confidence. Bang on it, isn't he? Yeah, he loves it. So I think my one of those were looking very good at the back. Yeah. Until face, you know, an elite attacking prowess team like Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, their XG conceded is very, very high in, in terms of high in where in their ranking is it's, it's low in its number. Um but Antonio, I feel like he shouldn't be classed as differential anymore. I think the only reason yeah, why people wouldn't pick him <clears throat> is because of his price. Yeah. If he was 10 mil or above, I think everyone would be well, he's, on him. Well, isn't he 42% owned or something? But, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's only a differential in, like, in our terms, in terms of, yeah, like, yeah. he's not going to be a, he's not going to be in the top 10% of captains, is he? No, no. And, like, Jimenez, we, we've talked about Jimenez, what we did last week with Daniel, like, all he needed, I think, was that goal, and he could go on a little run. It was a really, really well-taken goal. And uh, Newcastle are porous. And then, of course, Alonso at home versus Southampton is just the kind of game that he scores a free kick and gets an assist, oh, in my opinion. Or is um, it the game that Southampton go there and, and rob some points like they did last season? Did they do it last year? They've got not a bad record, Southampton Fridge. But, uh, yeah, I've got Alonso in my team, so he is a consideration. You might actually captain him. I mean, I've seen a bit of a FPL Twitter. You're talking about differential thing. captains. No, here, I know. I know. I mean, I just don't think I can do it because I only got 40 points last week and I cried a bit. Well, because who are main contenders going to be? <laughs> Lukaku, yeah. Ronaldo, yeah. Fernandez, I assume. Fernandez. Salah, because Salah's Salah. Yeah. They're going to be your top four, aren't they? Yeah. Would he captain Salah against City? I, I, I think so, only because I. Off the top of my head, hang on, Man City at home, isn't it? So they're at Anfield. I feel that, yeah, Liverpool got a good record at home against City in the last, let's say, five or six years. I, I remember Salah scoring quite a few goals against City, some yeah, good goals too. Scored a couple, yeah. And I think um, a lot of people just go by the idea of always back Salah. Yeah, they? and he's he is, I mean, he's probably the best player in Europe at the moment. Wow, big shout. There you go. For the big shouts. Let's have a look at Team Tinker Corner. And can I please, quick fire, have your captain picks? For me, it's Big Rom, home against Southampton. Two games without a goal, which means a hat-trick is incoming. Bruno Fernandes, because I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You missed off, he's going to brew go. Yeah, I mean, this is last chance saloon. You said that last week. Yeah, but I mean... But I mean... (laughs) 
But then you still But then, but then, but then I didn't see that he's playing against And we Everton. let people back into our lives yeah. continuously, Jono, yes, all right? We do, you need some do. clothes you has. We do, but I just, I'm just, I am scarred from when I got rid of him once and then he started just hauling and I just feel like he's going to do that if I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid doesn't of Doesn't want him, go. but doesn't want anyone else to have him. Exactly. <laughs> Classic, Harry. So anyway. to see him leave. And also, like, against <laughs> Everton, his record's so good, so. I can't, I can't, I can't not leave that, so. Uh, yeah, awesome. look a bit nervous there, Harry. I am. Johnny, um, I think we should rename ourselves FPR Therapy. Ooh, because <laughs> that is not the mentality that I would want as a healthy person. No, nope. when, when it comes to choosing my assets, FPL nope. hygiene. Ooh, <laughs> official FPL, you disgust me. Um, I'm going to go for Big Rom as well if I can fit him in. I've not been able to transfer him in yet, so if he is in my team, it'll be him. If he's not, I'll just go Ronnie again because. I love the idea of a lot of people selling him and then ruining the day. We don't want to ruin the day. <laughs> Formation choices then. Jono, let's stay with you. Um, again, depends on my transfers. So I don't want to be FPL Lee and lead you down the garden path. So I, I can't comment. I can't simply comment now, Sash. Or maybe. maybe we'll have to get yours separately afterwards. Maybe. Harry? Um, my, t- I mean... <sighs> I've got so many injuries <laughs> and so many I've got Bamford out injured got Trent out, in, out injured I mean I'm currently on a 3-4-3 three, three, but I mean actually yeah I don't know I, I, I might great I podcasting guys <laughs> I just, I'm just like I don't even think anyone should listen to me after scoring 34 points okay well that's good that you're on a podcast I think we should get rid of formation to. choices anyway yeah Phil, yeah what about you 3-5-2 uh, it's broken I ain't gonna fix it tough there we go fantastic don't at us. Uh, what about choosers and snoozes? Phil? Uh, Salah. He's the only one. The rest have all peed me off. Big up the Egyptian king, and that's the only time I'm ever going to say that. Ever. All right. Harry? Uh, Salah and Anto- Antonio. Got to think about Antonio, guys. No, he's not my team yeah. anymore. Yeah. You've got me because you were a bit more got rash. Got a bit rash. Because i got Ronaldo and Lukaku up top. That's cool. That's Ooh. cool. But yeah. who scored more this week? Um, uh, I mean... Tamari Gray is slowly becoming like someone, because of his value as well, like, because he's under six mil, he's consistently scoring points. I mean, what's he got? He's got, in the six six games, he's blanked twice. Mm. He's got assists, and three, he's got one assist, three goals. Lovely jubbly. Johnny? Uh, Salah, Egyptian king. And I've, Antonio, totally agree. And I've got a new addition to my choosing news. He's the Brazilian broski. It's Rafinha for Leeds. Mm. He's um, he's not at a, not at a double digit yet, but he scored three goals, uh, two goals in his last two, and he's got just a sea of green ahead of him. I love him for it. So Rafi Raf is my choosing snooze. He does have a sea of green ahead. Good player. Still Thank not you. winning games, though, are they? No, but he's still yeah. But you don't get points for winning games. You just get them from banging in some goals. That's what he's doing. Need to score more goals then. Uh, and finally, any chips with that? Nope. Negative, if only. Transfer talks then. Seventh week in. Now, gentlemen, all three of you have now played your wild cards and all three of you seem to be struggling a bit. <laughs> I must say, patrons more like Bonnick Stations. Yeah, okay. uh, how's Indiana and Drew doing? 
Oh, Indiana's got, I've got like 370 followers now. Babe. <laughs> and he's got about 57. That's, be, that's, because, that's because Indiana follows about 4,000 people. <laughs> and also, Johnny's been getting acting work and been quite busy. Um, and then Dadboard, FPL Dadboard, any sign of him? Oh, I haven't started yet. <laughs> soon, yeah, I'm doing all right. That might make, get, make me get better. So okay. soon come. I think you should. Get, get yourself an alias. Get yourself an avatar. But yeah, Indiana's great. Thanks, Sash. Thanks for asking. And what about trash talks? Oh, wait, 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 we, we didn't hear about these transfers. Oh, okay. Oh, I, sorry. I, I made three know. transfers and I've taken a minus four. I love that. I love that for you. I'm thinking about doing the same. Who, I've got Saka, who, I've got Saka in. Take, take, who have you, yeah, go on. Okay, so I'm weird, so I can't have players that play against United, so I've got rid of Damari Gray, because I don't like to celebrate points against my own team. It's a bit of a weird thing, and it probably hurts me in FPL, but I can't do it. I can't celebrate. I can't I, be willing an opposition that, player to get points against me. I think team. that as, a, as the, the polar opposite. I I don't mind them being against me, because if they score points no, against Everton, no, then at least at least something is bringing me some joy. No. Whereas if I've just got... <laughs> if someone people better against the team, right? Yeah, if I've well, just who got... Who does that? A- Andy Murray. Of course he does. Not the tennis player. Someone no, no, uh, mate. Um, <laughs> but he, but he like, he's like, Murray betting against himself. He bet, that's illegal. Meant, I but, thought you meant but, the but, tennis player. Rumbled a night at the round. Hundred pounds against England in the Shut in the final. Up. Yeah, to make sure that he what didn't feel so eased the pain when we lost. Um, um, no, look, I have bought in Marcus Alonso, uh, Bukayo Saka, and Declan Rice for five mil because he plays. Listen, because he plays every game. He got an assist last week against. Um, Leeds. He's got the most ball carries into the final third of any midfielder in the league. Get so many points for that, eh? And he's now on pens because <laughs> now on pens. Jono just got poked. I got, I got poked quite a bit. No, isn't Mikel Antonio back on pens? No, we'll be right. right. Wait, so back who's gone out for those three players? Um, Luke Shaw. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Bruno and Gray. Bruno. No, not, maybe not Bruno. I can't remember now. I can say, you're going to have some serious money left then. No, I've got no money left. Moving on. No money. <laughs> in life and in the box. Uh, I mean, I don't know where I'm going to go. Bamford, uh, he's obviously got to go, but they're, they're so elusive about what's wrong with him. Mm. No one's saying anything. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. That, I've done my research, still no answers. Well, it's that poor little ankle we saw against Newcastle, wasn't it? Yeah, but what does that mean? Um, and then, <laughs> what does it all uh, mean, Basil? I, I am considering taking a minus four because, uh, well, I don't know. Is that okay, Harry? Something, something needs to happen. Um... And my team's just in disarray. But, uh, and I really want Lukaku in. I want Lukaku for Bamford, but that means I've got to find four mil from somewhere, uh, which might mean that I have to take two transfer hits and and just, I don't know, be an idiot. Um, Jono, I just want to check that you're okay after that vicious assault from Phil on you just then. <laughs> yeah, really in between the ribs. Yeah. <clears throat> if you put on some autumnal weight, you won't feel it, trust me. <laughs> uh, what about you? Um... I- it's going to be one of those Friday nights where I spend a good hour going through all the different drafts and I do a little screenshot of every single one on my iPhone oh. and I scroll through and go, oh, I like that one. Lucky oh, Mrs. Missing. Jono. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, I'll do it in bed. Uh, <laughs> I bet he's yeah, thinking I, I would love, <laughs> I would love that Ron Lukaku double up. I really would. It's the shiny little unicorn. Mm. Um, and the only way I'm getting that... <laughs> <laughs> is if I downgrade Trent and I might regret that. So, I've got two free transfers. I'm more than willing to minus for it. If I feel real sauce, just like Mrs. D, I might minus, I might minus eight, but we shall see. Cool. God. Also, I'm not a fan of Jota anymore. I don't fancy having Salah and Jota against City. No. Uh, with <clears throat> City's ridiculous defensive record. I've got 
freaking Adama Traore, who's about as useful <laughs> as a chocolate teapot. Um, wish I'd gone... <laughs> I, wish, I wish I'd gone Sar. He's as useless as an um, inflatable dartboard. I've got Bamford who's injured. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I've got more flags than Eurovision. <laughs> what are you doing? 75 pointer. Yeah. Trusting the process. Yeah, of course the, it is. The, this is what the listeners are here for. They want to hear what you love an say. underdog. Just about a million transfers in the bank to you. I know. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll um, maybe I'll do something. Or <laughs> I actually plan to be quite hungover on Friday, so who knows? Um, let's have a look at some trash talk then. I've spent a lot of time, Joe, slating everybody in the company. I've ridiculed everyone on the roster. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologise. Absolutely nobody! Trash talk. Yeah. Phil? Yeah, I'm just... Seems like you've got a lot in your chest there. <laughs> and also, do you want to talk about some trash talk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really... I'm just so scared of Pep Roulette. Um, I know Halloween's coming up and it's that kind of spooky season, but I just wish I had the cojones to, like, just go for some city assets and maybe... We talked last week about maybe the Chelsea game being the litmus test for this City team, the champions. Uh, maybe this Liverpool game will give us a really good idea uh, as to which way City are going to go in terms of like KDB and Jesus and all this stuff. But I just, I look at I look at these little kind of light blue shirts in the app all the time and then I just never play with any of them. Well, he's been very good with the defensive assets. He's played <laughs> know, the same back four the time. I haven't got any of them. I'm just so scared. That was the saddest little trash talk. <sighs> it was a sad. There's no energy behind well, none, it. Well, none of you have got any city assets, have you? We're all scared. I've got um, all, all the trash got? I've got. Who is, you got? I haven't got any city assets. There you go. We're I've all scared. Some, I've just got some trash that is just like injuries. What is this about? Why can't anyone stay fit? Luke Shaw, Luke Fraud, and um, <laughs> leave Luke Shaw alone. Banford. Both of you. What? What? You transferred him out. Yeah, because he's injured. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He left him alone. Anyway, Bamford. Trash talking you, just, Oh, God. I just, I hate it. So, and Ivan Tony might get another rendition because if he'd just stayed on side, he'd have earned me some more points, but he's not going to get one. I looked at his, the way he played against Liverpool and I thought, God, you're really good at football. Mm. And I hope you score lots more points. You give me faith that you are the player at this price point, but you keep losing value, which is annoying. <laughs> Johnny, anything to add? Adama Traore, chocolate teapot. Useless. Right. Melts. Melts. <laughs> Just melts in this room. Okay. Uh, and I should remind uh, you lovely lot out there that your FBL transfer deadline for game week seven is 11am GMT on Saturday the 2nd of October. Let's take a look at some big shouts for the game week. Jono. Douglas Louise. 4.5 mil, 2.4%. Villa's main creative outlet against United. Two assists in his last two games and four chances created last week. Also mm. on set pieces. 4.5 mil, that's a big shout from a little midfielder. Oh, XP. Mm. I don't... I don't expect a high ceiling right let's go with six okay what i like about douglas louise is he is a dmf but he came from city and he's brazilian so i quite like that one can i edit that 
Michael. Let's make it five. Yeah, well, okay. Fine. All right, five. Sorry, five points. You've... It's going to get a booking. Oh, okay, fine. I mean, that's like... Well, it's 90 minutes and an assist. I don't think I'll have a clean sheet, and I don't think I'll get any bonus. Right. I just don't think, you know, is it even worth calling to a big shout if you think you're only going to get five points? Yeah, still a return. Sure. Right, if let's, all let's... our players got five points last week, they'd have had double the amount of points you got. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Including a captain. Mm, no. But they wouldn't. But <laughs> I can't fine. believe Bruno was your captain. <laughs> school, 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 school. Did, was I the only one with Bruno as my captain? I didn't even know. This is really funny. Yeah, cool. Right. Harry, talk to us about your big shout. Uh, my big shout is Phil Foden. <laughs> That's not big at all. <laughs> it is. No, he's worth about £80 million. Pounds. But he didn't cost that. Parameters, Philip. Parameters. Through the academy system. Fine. Um, mate, you made Mason Greenwood your big shout. <clears throat> no, I didn't. You told me I couldn't. No, that's a lie. Anyway, um, Phil Foden, 7.9 mil, at 0.9%. Ownership, very, very low. I think he uh, is someone who has just returned fit to fitness and is going to start scoring the goals. He's looked pretty good. He's looked fit and uh, and and there. And I think he's going to... He's a big game player. Pep always picks him for the big ones. And I think that this one is the one to get his account going this season. He also scored at Anfield yeah, last year. he was awesome at Anfield. He was. Year. And I think without yeah. Trent, he went here around. Mm. There's less pressure on. So I think they'll just... I think they could push a th- put a few past Liverpool potentially. XP, please. Oh, 11. Yo! Got to start going for a break now, guys. Yeah, you need to catch up. Phil. Yep. Chris Wood. I haven't got Wood, but I like it. <laughs> 6.8 mil, 1.5% owned. He's uh, due a big call, scored versus Leicester, but he's only got one goal in six so far, Sash. The big Kiwi is due. He can punish the Canaries at Turf Moor big time. XP, I'm going for 12 points. Ish. I was going to pick Maxwell Cornet after his absolute worldy volley against Leicester, uh, but he's apparently injured as well because everyone's injured. So uh, yeah. he, I was thinking about him as one, but he is a midfielder, and I thought, even though he plays as a wing-back, it's mm. annoying, really. Mm. But um, he's listed as a midfielder, so his value isn't insane great 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 goal though but yeah Chris Wood Chris Wood for me and he's an FBL kind of enigma because I feel like every now and again he pops up and gets 10 to 15 points 6.8 mil he's gone up in value this year Wood pops up (laughs) (laughs) not when it comes to you (laughs) (laughs) at the start of this show I promised to bring some order to it and I think Mm. this is order this has been order order Order. we've done Uh, But that's all we've got time for, thank God. So uh, we will catch you all next week. Ciao for now. We probably won't. Bye. 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 You won't, but bye. See ya. Two weeks' time, baby. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review.
Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.